0: This is Brother Michael A. Smith, a voice for Freemasonry, bringing to you the Short Talk Bulletin, published by the Masonic Service Association of North America every month since 1923. This the Short Talk Bulletin podcast is produced in cooperation with the MSA and is made possible with the generous support of a grant from the Grand Lodge A.F. and A.M. of Minnesota. This is Colin
1: Britton bringing to you Volume 3, Number 4, dated of April 1925, Swaddling Clothes with the Author Unknown. You are taught that, as an entered apprentice, you are passing through the period of early Masonic youth. As a fellow craft, should you attain that higher estate, you will learn that condition that is emblematic of manhood. While as a master mason, if it is your happy fortune ever to be raised to the light, you will learn that true masonry makes a man sure of a well-spent life and gives him assurance of glorious immortality. When newly born into the world, a human baby is the most helpless of all animals. His first tender years are wholly a time of learning, learning to eat learning to manage his members, learning to walk, learning to make himself understood, learning to understand. The period you, as an entered apprentice, must spend before you can receive the degree of fellow craft corresponds to those early years of childhood. You must learn to manage your Masonic members, you must learn to understand Masonic language and to make yourself understood in it. The entered apprentice is more like a child in an institution than like one in a home. In the home the child has the undivided attention of his parents. In the institution he has, necessarily, only the divided attention of those who must mother and father many children, and the help he individually receives is less as the number who claim it is greater. The lodge is an institution. As an entered apprentice you will receive careful instructions in the necessary arts of masonry in so far as you are prepared to receive them, but obviously there can be no coddling, no tender individual attention to you which are not also given to other entered apprentices of your lodge. One child stands out above another in its development in an institution because of its inherent brightness and because of its willingness to study and to learn. An entered apprentice Mason, you will stand out above your fellows as you pay strict attention to those brethren who are your instructors and as you are willing to learn and to study. For your monitors, my brother, no matter how great their erudition and how large their charity and willingness to serve you, can only point for you the path and give you those elementary instructions in masonry which are the minimum with which you can walk onward. Your feet have been set upon a path. In your hands has been thrust the staff of ritual, the bread of knowledge and the water of prayer. With these alone you can proceed upon the path until you come to the wall marked Fellowcraft and the straight gate through which you can pass only if you have digested the bread, drunk the water, and still have your staff. But you can climb quicker, see more of the beauties of the way, and arrive with greater strength for the next highway upon which you will travel, if you are not content with the least which you may take as aids, but demand greater equipment. There are books, my brother, many, many books. First, there is what is known as the monitor of your jurisdiction. A small book which contains all the ritual of all the degrees which may be printed. A careful study of it will recall to your mind much that you heard while receiving your first degree and suggests many questions to your mind. Questions which any thinking candidate must ask and queries which, answered, will make him a better Entered Apprentice. The answers to many of these questions you will find in many good books on Freemasonry. Any Entered Apprentice who will read and ponder a good volume which deals with the first degree of Freemasonry will approach the Westgate of his Fellow Craft degree in a more humble attitude and a more confident heart than he who is satisfied merely with his staff his bread and his water for consider my brother freemasonry is old old no man knoweth just how old but deep students of the art have gathered unimpeachable evidence evidence of the character with which we convincingly in a court of law that the principles which underlie freemasonry and which are taught in its symbolism go back beyond the dawn of written history. Freemasonry's symbols are found whenever the physical evidence of ancient civilizations are unearthed. Secret orders of all ages, or climes, or peoples have, independently of each other, sought the great truths among the same paths and concealed what they found in much the same symbols. Freemasonry is the repository of the learning of the age, a storehouse of truth, of life and death, religion and immortality, i.e. even of the truth we know regarding the great architect of the universe, which have been painfully won, word by word and line by line, from the books of nature and of the inquiring mind, by literally thousands of generations of men. No man has a mind big enough, quick enough, open enough, to absorb and understand in an evening even the introduction to what Freemasonry knows, not in a month of evenings. No degree, no matter how impressively performed, can possibly take him far along the road. All that the entered apprentice degree can do is point the way and give you the sustenance by which you must travel. You may travel with your ears closed and your eyes upon the ground. You will arrive, physically, even as a traveler with bandage eyes can arrive after a toilsome journey. But to travel thus is not to learn. And the Freemason who does not learn, what sort of Freemason is he? Pin wearer only, denying himself the greatest opportunity Given to man to make of himself truly one of the greatest brotherhoods the world has ever known. Therefore, my brother entered apprentice, use the month or more which is given to you between this and the fellow craft degree, not only to receive your monitorial instruction and learn, letter perfect, the ritual in which so much more is hidden than is revealed, but also to investigate for yourself, to read, for yourself to learn for yourself the meaning of some of our symbols and how they came to be you will find Masons who will say to you that all masonry which any man needs to know is found in the degrees so you will find those who say to you that all any man needs to know of God or religion is found in the great light which rests upon our holy altar be not discouraged by these my brother nor put your faith in the vision of any mason. The only eyes with which you may truly see are your own. The only faith which is truly valuable to any man is his own. Reason it out for yourself. Every man needs an education of holy writ to expand for him the hidden truth which are in the great light. Therefore, you require some writer or student to expand for you the hidden truths which in masonry, ritual, and symbols. But a legion of your devoted men of God have spent thousands of years digging in the book of books and always have discovered some new gold. With no irreverence, nor any comparison of the fundamentals of Freemason with the Bible, it can be said that generations of men have sought the mountains which is Freemasonry for the gold which is truth of God and found it and that without such patient delving, the gold could not be seen. Do you then dig for yourself, but dig by the light of the lamps lit by those who have gone this way before you? The United States of ours has its rituals, its Declaration of Independence, its Constitution, its Bill of Rights. Doubtless you have read all of these, perhaps in school you memorized them, and now you must memorise the Masonic ritual. But you would not contend that the mere learning by heart of the Declaration of Independence or the Constitution ever made any man an authority upon them, nor that any foreigner investigating our institutions for the first time could become a good American merely by such memorization. We require the highest tribute in all the world, the Supreme Court to interpret to our use of the Constitution, And not yet have any of our legislatures come to the end of the meaning of those liberties for which we declare upon this country first lifted up its head amongst the nations of the world and cried the birth cry. As an entered apprentice, you are barely born, Masonically. You must learn, my brother, and learn well if you are to enter into your heritage. That which is worth having in this world is worth working for. Indeed, as you know from your experience in life, anything which you must not work for turns soon to ashes in your mouth. Without labor, there can be no rest. Without work, there can be no vacation. Without pain, there can be no pleasure. Without sorrow, there is no joy. And equally true it is that while men do receive the degree of masonry at the hands of their brethren, There is no Freemasonry in a man's heart if he has not been willing to sacrifice some time, give some effort, some study, ask some questions, digest some philosophy to make it truly his own. A certain ceremony through which you recently passed not only has the immediate and obvious significance of charity to the deserving, a man may be divested of all wealth to teach him something else. the giving of alms and the succoring of the distressed. If you will suppose yourself marooned upon a desert island, the only man upon land shut in by the sea, you will readily recognize that all the wealth of the Indies there be of less real value to you than a box of matches, a cup of water, a tool of iron. The richest man in the world could gain nothing with his gold, if he were forced to live in the poles of the earth. Money is only of value where material things may be obtained by bartering labor, money being the measure and token of labor. A man may be moneyless and still wealthy, as you might be upon your desert island if you had tools, nails, materials, with which to build yourself a boat in order to make your escape. So this ceremony, which you have been taught, was not performed to trifle with your feelings should you make not only a deep and lasting impression on your mind as the charity in giving aid, but should serve to point out to you that Freemasonry's deepest and truest treasure are those of the mind and heart, not to be found, bought, not to be received as a free gift, not to be found, not to be obtained by you in any way whatsoever except by patient search and willing happy labor you are called an entered apprentice when there has been performed over you and with you a certain ceremony but you cannot in reality be entered unless you are willing to enter there is a homely truth in many an old saying the horse who is led to water will only drink if he is thirsty no man can make him swallow if he will not. Freemasonry, which has conferred upon you the distinction of its first degree, has brought to you through a green pasture and made you to lie down beside the still water of its truth. But there lives not the Grand Master of any jurisdiction, all-powerful in Masonry, though he is, which can make you drink of those waters. There lives not the man be king, prince or potentate, with which no matter what temporal power or what strength of army of wealth, who can force you through your door, your brethren have swung wide at your approach. The pathway is before you. The staff, the bread, the water are in your hand. Whether you will travel blindly and in want or eagerly and with joy depends only and wholly upon you. And very largely upon you now do how soon you emerge from your swaddling clothes and how well you learn will depend the epitaph someday to be written of your memory of the hearts of your fellow lodge members it is for you to decide whether you will say of you just another lodge member or a true Freemason a faithful son of light <music>
0: This is Brother Michael A. Smith, a voice for Freemasonry. And this has been the Short Talk Bulletin podcast, produced in cooperation with the Masonic Service Association of North America for the purpose of providing a common stock of vetted Masonic information to all of the constituent lodges of all of the member jurisdictions, and is made possible through a generous grant from the Grand Lodge AF&AM of Minnesota, who have been engaging and inspiring good men